Hey guys, welcome back to Reading Shelter While Sheltered. I'm your second host, Francesca Matthews, and I'm joined by the members of our amazing group. Would you all please introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Lizzie. I'm Jake. And I'm Lainey. Alrighty, thank you guys so much. This week, we are discussing the second 10 chapters we've read, and we're analyzing the text for sympathy and empathy. A little bit more off topic, but what is one of your personal successes or struggles? A personal struggle that I have is that I'm a perfectionist. I hate when things are not organized neatly. What about you guys? Something I'm struggling with right now is the time change. Um, last night I went to sleep and woke up at 1 a.m. And the next morning I woke up at 3 a.m. and I just couldn't go back to sleep. Uh, something I'm struggling with right now is getting all my work in because I have practiced six days a week and it gets to be a lot sometimes. And something that I struggle with is procrastination. Same here. I can't do, I can't balance school at all. But anyway, moving along, um, what do you think one of Mickey's personal, or yeah, moving along, sorry. Moving along, what do you think one of Mickey's personal successes or struggles is in section two? I think that one of Mickey's personal successes is he's finally getting some of his answers that he needs. Um, he found out Ashley was staying with Rachel, and he was told a bit about what happened. Um, another struggle arose from this, however, when Mickey arrived with Rachel at her house to try and find Ashley. Ashley had already left. I think one of Mickey's struggles was that early in section two, his father passed away, and that's never easy for anybody when their loved one passes away. And one of his struggles was in the first section, he would barely accept help from his friends, and now he's starting to like trust them more and use them and like use resources. Yeah, I definitely agree with all of the struggles and successes that you guys had. I personally think that one of Mickey's successes is his agility. Like for an example, in chapter 15 on pages 188 and 189, Derek the bodyguard trapped Mickey and Mickey swiftly hit Derek's nose with his skull. This made Derek loosen his grip, giving Mickey a chance to escape. Now onto our questions. Jake, how would you describe empathy? I would describe empathy as the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person, but not feel pity for them as much. Yeah, that's that's what I said, basically. So, um, Lainey, how would you describe sympathy? For sympathy, I would describe it as more so feeling sorry for someone or pitiful for them instead of understanding how they're feeling. Precisely. Um, Lizzie, in your opinion, what characters demonstrate empathy and how do you know? I think that one of the main characters that demonstrates empathy is Nima. Um, I found a quote in the book that says, I typed the truth, visiting my dad's grave. Nima, look, in your backyard, on page 105. Um, Ima worked at Mickey's house late at night when she knew Mickey needed him the most. Um, this is Emma showing that she has the ability to feel bad for others and just try and understand what they're going through. 
I definitely agree with that statement, and especially when, um, what's it called? Whenever she's with Mickey, she always tries to help and understand um, him. Anyway, um, Jake, what, um, which character is most in need of sympathy and why? I think that in the very beginning of section two, Mickey does need some uh, sympathy because his father passed away. And you can kind of tell that by his tone in the quote, Myron caught up to me and asked, you okay? Fine, I said, picking up my pace. And I think he really needed that because it's not easy when a loved one passes away. Yeah, for sure. Mickey had to deal with a lot lately, and I kind of feel bad for him. Okay, our last question. Using the definition Jake provided us with, Lainey, why is having empathy important? Having empathy is really important because that if you have empathy for somebody, then you can, like, reciprocate their feelings and understand why they did something because they were feeling a specific way. Yes, for sure. I feel like, specifically, Mickey, um values empathy because he's going through a lot in his life and he really like needs somebody to talk to switching gears now what were your results from your love language quizzes the result that i got from my love language test was um quality time and i feel this is pretty accurate because i love like going on adventures with people and hangouts and just making a whole bunch of memories with people because to me that means more than any gift I can receive. Um, and I just don't really like being touched either. So I feel like that was the most accurate option for me personally. I have basically the same answer. I got quality time and I agree with that because I don't really like to be touchy feely with people and I like to more spend time with them. I hate to say the exact same thing, but yeah, that's what I got too. I got words of affirmations and I feel like mine was pretty accurate because I always need some like reassurance or like confirmation that I'm always doing something right or like wrong. So I feel like it's pretty accurate. Also, um, how can you, how can knowing your love language impact your relationship with others? This question is for anybody, so anyone can answer. Uh, I feel like knowing your love language can help you interact with others just because if you know like what you need and somebody else knows what you need, they can provide the comfort for you and just, I don't know, help you with, it'll help you like with your interactions and stuff. For sure, I definitely agree. Oh, Lainey, sorry, you can go. Sorry, um, I would agree with that because that way you know what both people in a relationship need. Like, you don't even need to be a romantic relationship, it could just be like a friendship. If you know somebody doesn't like to be touched and they instead like quality time or something, just to go off like the example that Lizzie said earlier, it's like it look. Oh my god, I forgot how to speak. <laughs> it helps you understand each other better. I don't yeah, it's for a healthy relationship. Wow. I'm sorry for cutting you off. But um, I definitely agree with both of you. And I feel like knowing um, your results can, like, help you um, kind of fit in with, like, people. 
with like similar I don't know or like I don't know what I'm saying honestly at this point but um I feel like it can help you find like people um that have like similar interests with you and etc unfortunately this podcast is coming to an end but before we sign up for this afternoon what did you all write for your thoughtful thursdays i wrote about a playground named phoenix who had to deal with littering and vandalism that's really cool frankie what inspired you to write about that um i honestly have no idea but i actually think it's probably because i have a park nearby my house and i always see the park getting littered and like teenagers vandalizing um the park and i kind of feel bad and recently i've like attended a cleanup and i helped um pick up like trash from the ground at that park that's so nice I love that. Um, for my thoughtful Thursday, I wrote about the struggles of being a rock. Um, I was inspired by the phrase you may you may have heard of too. You're as dumb as a rock. Um, I kicked off my writing by saying everyone always uses my name as a derogatory term. Hi, I'm rock. Um, I go on to talk about the struggles of being a rock and like how it would feel to be painted on or be put in a tumbler, or peed on by dogs, or chucked at by children. Um, and then the rock like goes to therapy to help with the harassment, just by like all the little kids and stuff. And it's kind of strange, but now I look at rocks differently. Like, what if one of them is alive and I don't know it? For my thoughtful Thursday prompt, I wrote about how hard it must be to be a baseball because they get hit around with a bat and they get thrown around, chucked inside of a glove, and. I think I was inspired to write about this because I've played the game almost my entire life and I've always wondered what it would be like to get smacked around with a bat. And for my thoughtful Thursday, I wrote about a tree that was getting chopped down. I have no clue how I got inspired by that, but yeah. (laughs) All of your responses are like super good or super cool. They're so much better than mine. I'm jealous. No, I love yours. I love how diverse they all were, like rocks, baseballs, um, trees, and swing sets. It really left, like, the prompt left us a lot of, like, wiggle room. Yeah, I like that it gave us more freedom because I feel like I work with more freedom. Yeah. Did you guys enjoy writing yours? Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I feel like I like this prompt better than last week's prompt. Or two weeks ago's prompts because I feel like, like I was saying before, it um, gave us more freedom. Yeah, last week's prompt was like really tight. You had to start off with the last paragraph, like a, a random paragraph. It was kind of hard to think of something, but this I could have picked anything and just found out what happens to it and wrote about it. Yeah, for sure. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in on our on another episode of Reading Shelter While Sheltered. I'm your host, Francesca Matthews, signing off now. Bye. 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 Bye.